Hey friends, it's Mark James. I am currently on a road called the A55. This is the road that takes you from where I live, which is the northwest of England, into Wales. Well, it takes you into the northeast of Wales, because that's where they connect, and then across into the northwest of Wales, which is where my show was tonight. I was at a place called Hafani Moor, which um, may sound a bit odd, but it's H-A-F-A-N-Y. M-O-R. Hafan E is the Y more. It's Welsh, so it's in Welsh, obviously. That's the Welsh language. I'm not exactly sure what that means, Hafani more. It will have an exact translation, though, into something that, you know, is also in English. I just don't know what it is. But anyway, so that's where I was. It's a big room. The room seats about a thousand people, maybe. There's probably five or six hundred in because of COVID rules. A lot of social distancing space between tables, all that malarkey, which is fine. What was good is that they've moved a lot of the front tables down and forwards so that they're basically right next to the stage because ordinarily that room's got a fairly sizable dance floor and not having the dance floor was terrific because as a stand-up magic performer, you don't need a dance floor. What you need, sorry, my AirPods crackling. When I record this drive and I use the AirPods, obviously, uh, what you need is for the audience, the front edge of the audience, to be as close to you as possible. That's what you want. So that was what happened tonight. And it was good. The manager there I've met a couple of times, although I didn't realize until I saw him that I'd met him before because I didn't know his name. I just met him when he was on Teams and he's since become manager. And he's a really nice guy, Chris. So we had a good laugh and a chat. And uh, the team there were all super nice. So that was good. And I'm in generally a very good mood. Yeah. Tomorrow's Sunday, so Sarah and Joshua and I are going to go and watch a bit of cricket during the day, which will be good. And then we're going to have a barbecue in our garden, which will be even better. We've decided that we're going to go on a glamping holiday, which is camping, but glam, glamping, camping, glam, glamorous camping, glamping. I love that. That's called a portmanteau when you put two words together like that. Anyway, so we're going to go glamping. I've got a gig which is uh, in South Wales at a place called Treco Bay, which is another big venue, actually. There's a lot of big venues in Wales. And I like that venue, but it's in the middle of the week on a Wednesday. So what we've decided to do, because Sarah's off, is to go glamping down in near South Wales. It's actually in England. It's in Somerset on the border. And then that, that puts me only an hour and a half away from the gig, rather than four hours away from the gig, which I would be from home. And so well, I'm going to take my performance stuff with us in the car and then we'll go glamping we'll have a lovely time and on the wednesday i'll just pop over to treco bay and do the show and then head back to the uh, glamping site afterwards and continue our holiday for the thursday so i think that's going to be brilliant we're going to book it this week we've been looking at a few places that might sell out so we might not book it we just want to make sure that we've picked a place we like but that's the plan i was really tempted today to tell joshua about it but then I realized what a terrible idea that would be because then he would know. Then if it doesn't happen, he'll be disappointed. So instead, I've kept it a secret and we'll wait until it's definitely happening. We might not tell him actually until the morning, until the day that it's happening. Keep it a bit of a secret and um, surprise him with it. That'll be tremendous fun. Oh, I love that if we don't tell him. Yeah, we're not going to tell him. I hope Sarah hasn't told him tonight because we haven't discussed that plan. One of the things I hate when I'm driving is when people, so in the UK, obviously we drive on the left, 
which means that the takeover lane is on the right hand side. Everything is reversed to the US for my US listeners, but those in the UK will know this already. When you're in the right lane because you're overtaking some cars and then someone in the left lane is wants to go past the car that's in front of them. So they pull out in front of you, but they don't speed up. They don't match the speed of the lane that they're pulling into. That severely annoys me because they've gotten to take over the car they were about to. So they're happy, but you've had to put your brakes on. And for me, I feel like if you're going to move out into the right lane, which is faster, you should match the speed of that lane. You shouldn't make every car that's coming down that lane have to slow down to match you, especially when I'm just doing the speed limit. I'm not even speeding. I'm legitimately not going faster than I should be. That car was going slower than it should be. I'm doing 70 miles an hour. The cars in the left lane, I would guess, are doing 50, which is bizarre because it's a 70 mile an hour road. But, you know, it takes all sorts. And then this guy's pulled out and he's probably doing 60. I mean, come on, get with our speed. Anyway, I'm driving along the coast of Wales right now. It's the north coast of Wales. And it is one of the most beautiful drives I do. This and going up to the heights of Scotland, up to Nairn, uh, the North Coast 500 and up through where all of the whiskey distilleries are in Scotland. That is an absolutely first class drive. Scotland in general is beautiful. Very underrated, I think. When you think about Glasgow and Edinburgh, they're both lovely. Scottish people on holiday are always lovely at gigs. They're always the best audiences. And the country is absolutely remarkably beautiful. Scotland's pretty underrated, actually. A few of my best pals are Scottish as well. I mean, especially now. God, a couple of people that I speak to on a daily basis, my like closest friend group right now, because we all play Call of Duty every day, they're Scottish. I've got a lot of Scottish in my life. Shout out to Cameron Gibson and Elliot Bibby. Cammy doesn't listen to this, but Elliot does. Hey, Elliot. Scotland's underrated, my friend. And Scottish people are underrated as well. <laughs> Apart from you, you're a knob. That's how you talk to your friends, isn't it? He's not really, but you have to say that to your pals. Otherwise, you lose macho points or whatever. <laughs> anyway, not that I care about that sort of stuff. I'm just being funny. But anyway, Scotland, that is one of the nicest drives. When I drove up to Nairn last, not last year, the year before now, because of the old pandemic, um, I went to, to a couple of whiskey distilleries. My favourite one was the Glenfiddich Distillery. That was lovely. Glen Fiddick and the history of the men of Tay who uh, distill. The, there's only 20 of them, apparently, and they're like the only people who are authorized to distill the whiskey and get it out of the barrels and put it in the bottles and all that. And it's very nice. And I bought some Glen Fiddick while I was there and I haven't drank it all yet. Actually, it's sitting in the kitchen. What's interesting is if you have a 12 year old bottle of whiskey and you keep it for 10 years, you haven't got a 22 year old bottle of whiskey. You've still got a 12-year-old bottle of whiskey that you've had for 10 years. The aging process of how many years that bottle has been aged stops the second they open the barrel. As soon as they open that barrel, it's over. So you can keep a 10-year-old bottle of whiskey for 50 years, and it won't be aged 60 years. It'll be a 50-year-old bottle of 10-year-old whiskey. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. But um, I do like it. I don't mind a whiskey. I might have one when I get in. A little cheeky single malt. Just a little nightcap, a little cheeky nightcap. You can't beat it, can you? A couple of uh, cubes of ice. 
and get some whiskey straight or maybe a little bit of sugar syrup. I might make a uh, an old fashioned. I've told you the story already of last time I made old fashions and I ended up leathered. So if I do make them, I'll only have one. But then again, I might lay off it because we're going to have some beers tomorrow during the day watching the cricket. I'm excited for that. I loved that last week when we went and watched cricket. I think tomorrow the second team are playing, so they should be slightly better than the thirds that we watched the other day. I believe the second team are pretty good. Anyway, I'm just yabbering on because I haven't got that much to say today, to be honest. I just realised that I hadn't done the pod yet and I was driving home. And I'd just been in some services and I was talking to my friend Regan. And I was trying to find, we we're talking about Hanlon's razor that I talked about the other week. And I had to look through the previous episodes to find the name of it. And um, I t- we talked to him about it. Anyway, then I said to him, I've got to go because I'm going to record the podcast. And I want to press record before I leave these services. So I've got to bail. So I left. Um, and then I thought, I better get this thing done because I don't want to forget about you. Don't want to forget about you, dear friends. So that's it, really. That's today. There's not a lot else to say. Sarah went to work this morning. I stayed in the house all day, just literally. My friend Tom thinks he's got COVID. He's quarantining himself right now because he did a home test. Jesus, where people are bad at driving. He did a home test and uh, it said that he was positive. And um, so he's done a proper one now and he's waiting for the results. He might have had it by now, but I don't know if he has or not. But either way, he's quarantining until he gets the result. But he can't go anyway. He's literally quarantining in his room. His whole family have had their vaccinations, but they've got their nan staying with them. So he wants to be double careful. So he's literally not leaving his room at all. And they're just like leaving food for him outside the bedroom. He's like, uh, what's his name? In the Franz Kafka novel, Metamorphosis. What's the name of the main character in Metamorphosis? Basically in uh, Gregor... Gregor Samza, I think he's called. Gregor Samza. He's the lead character in Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis. And he wakes up one day and he's a cockroach. He's a giant cockroach. He can't get off his back. And in the whole story, he's basically a cockroach. And the family, they loathe him because he's a cockroach and they're scared of him and they find him disgusting. And so he doesn't leave his room. And it ends quite tragically, as you might imagine. But it's like a bizarrest surreal novel by Franz Kafka, who's a bit of a genius. I mean, he's dead now, but, you know, look it up. Anyway, Tom's living a bit of a metamorphosis life now, like it, like Gregor Samza. Because <laughs> he can't leave his room until he gets his result. But if he's got COVID, that's it. He's stuck in for 10 days. But anyway, so we played Call of Duty today because he can't leave his room. And that was good. And Joshua was basically in his tent where he slept again last night. And I hung out with him a bit. And then Sarah got home from work and I had to bail to my gig. Did my show. Now I'm on the way home. That was the day. The big question is, will I eat McDonald's on the way home? Find out tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, God, I've got hiccups now. Bye, friends.